Welcome to the Mindset for Runners podcast, helping you to access and unlock your true potential as an athlete. Hey, it's Rob. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Special shout out to Natalie. Thanks for the idea for this podcast. I think it's a really valid topic and um, I really want to share with you a comprehensive way that you can choose your next race or a future race. Um, I've also put this in the middle of our confidence series. Just to break it up a bit, I've got lots more to do. Uh, If you haven't listened to it yet, I've done three parts already on how to build your confidence as a runner and as a person. Let's get into this episode today. It'd be really great if you did have a pen and paper so you could take some notes for this one. Just because I really want you to get this. If if you're looking for what race should I do next or you know what's my ideal race, then this is really the opportunity for you to sit down and capture the elements that make up your ideal race. But if you're running or if you're driving or whatever and you haven't got a pen, no worries. Just make sure you, you, you listen for those key elements that you want in your next race. It was so easy when I first started ultra running back in, uh, not that I'm an old timer, but in 2008, 2009, there weren't that many races on the calendar. You know, there was a season that started in, in September and there were, only, there were only four 100 mile races in Australia at the time. Uh, so it was quite easy um, to, to train for that. But now there's just so much choice and so many options that it makes it harder. So the ultimate outcome I want you to get from this is choosing the race that's right for you, not the one that you do because you got saw an awesome marketing video for a great race or you felt a bit of FOMO that somebody you knew did this and they had a great time so you want to do it. That could be a reason. I don't want to take that away from you if it's inspiring you in some way, but just want you to check in is it inspiration or is it that is it that FOMO and and um, just I want you to make sure you choose what's right for you. All right, so let's get into some content and we're going to start with that part, knowing yourself. What inspires you about entering a race? Do you want the challenge of like a new distance, for example, longer distance? Do you want uh, to go faster? For instance, are you chasing your PB in the park run or PB marathon maybe? Are you inspired by getting that time down and seeing how fast you can get? Or are you inspired by how far you can go and how much self-exploration you can do? And that's why you want to do the race. Or is it something else? Or it could be a combination of all these things. Is it that you want to go with the running group or with the community? Or you want to meet new people? Right, or you want to travel to a new place and experience the new place as a holiday destination while you're doing the race. But this is the time to get really honest with yourself and and check in with yourself and what are you inspired by. So speaking personally, I'm inspired by longer distance races, not about running PBs. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, I'm inspired by the ultra marathon community because they are just the people that I've met across the years and continue to meet are just this beautiful people who I feel like I've found my tribe and that's why I'm drawn to ultra marathon distance. Uh, so that's just an example of how I would start with this. But you really need to check in and get honest with yourself what juices you and what are you looking for to get the best out of you. A few more tips I'm going to give you in this. Um, think about the terrain. Like, do you like 
road race. There's some great road races around Australia. Great Ocean Road, Bruni Island Ultra, pretty much any major city marathon. Um, Costa Kosciuszko is a road race. Um, I know I'm leaving so many races out here, but think about, do you like to run predominantly on the road? Some people don't like to run the trails for whatever reason, that um, worried about you know, ankle stability or terrain or maybe getting lost. So they prefer the road um, and, and a well-marked course. Alternatively, do you like trail races? Do you hate the bitumen and you just want to run in the, in, in the bush? And do you like uh, navigating and having to use map or GPS and not rely on course marking? Do you like that adventure spirit where you are out in the middle of the Victorian Alps where you don't see anybody for hours and hours and you're out in the trail, but you're still in this race? Um, Do you like a lot of elevation? Do you want to really go after some serious vert in a race and challenge yourself that way? And, and, you know, speaking about Victorian Alps, you know, there's some of the best um, racing in Australia is in, in, in that kind of you know, where you're getting terrain and huge uh, elevation gain as well. Um, track. Do you like track? There's so many advantages. A lot of people write off track racing, but there are so many great advantages to it. When I'm talking about a track like around either a 400-meter running track like a Canberra's AIS or you know, the Sydney or in um, WA, there's you know, Brisbane, um, Butter, 24-hour. There's so many great track races around Australia. Or a loop like the Adelaide 24 where you're on a, a one- or a two-kilometer loop, the old Centennial Park ultra marathon you might like the loop races because you get to see familiar faces you feel like you're running um, with a group of people you don't have to carry a pack you've got your tent or um, your marquee set up with all of your stuff you know where it all is it's all labeled do you like that um do you like running with the the elite and the the pointy end i mean Flashback to last year or earlier this year's Canberra where Camille Heron set the world record for the 48 hour and, you know, punters like you and I were able to run that same race and run with her on the track while she's doing something that may stand for many, many years. That's an example of what track racing gets you. You've got people all around you all day who are cheering you on, other crews, you get to meet other runners. Sometimes you can spend hours running with other runners on track races. So there's that familiarity about that. Um, And that's another way about checking in about your personality. Do you like the unknown? Like, do you want to just sign up to a race that you really, to a place you've never been before, you don't know much about it, you've never run the trails, it's all fresh and new, it's in a different state or a different country? And you want to go and have an adventure and and do that kind of race? Or do you like knowns? Do you want to know the course, you know, back to front before you go? Do you want to, <clears throat> pardon me, know it's a loop race or, you know, we're getting into the backyard ultras where it's running that loop every hour on the hour and then seeing how many you can do. But all of these races have got their own elements in it. And that's why it needs to be coming from you and what's going to juice you. Uh yeah, <laughs> let's keep going. On beach, there's a lot of great beach races around Australia now. Do you like running on the sand as part of it? For example, the Lakes Trail run on the mid, um, mid-north coast of New South Wales. There was 100k races around about 27 kilometres, <clears throat> pardon me, on the soft sand. Um, Surf Coast Century, uh, 100k down uh, Victoria. There's 
so beach elements. Some people hate running on the sand. Some people love running on the sand. Some people hate getting your feet wet. Other people love it. Swimming in the creeks, jumping in the ocean, um, all that kind of stuff. And and this these are elements to not just brush over, but to really ask yourself, do I want to know the course? Or do I just want to have a fresh course? Do I want to go and train on the course before I race it? Uh, so all of these things. Do you want to go somewhere with a friend and run this race with a friend? Uh, do, or do you want to go with a support crew and have somebody uh, meeting you at checkpoints? Or do you are you happy to do it completely solo, have drop bags at each checkpoint and just rock up on your own, run the race, get the photo at the finishing line and then have that as a personal experience? Or do you like having people um, go with you and crewing for you? While we're on that, Let's talk about family and, and friends coming along. If that's a consideration, if you want to go somewhere with family and friends, then consider the race that you're going to choose for that. For example, if you're going to run an ultra marathon that's only got checkpoints, and maybe it's got three or four checkpoints over the over the course, it's not a great spectator sport because your friends might be driving for two or three hours <coughs> just to see you for two or three minutes. So maybe consider a race that could be loops or... <coughs> oh, pardon me, um, loops or a city course where they can go and have a coffee as you're out on lap one and they can come back to the road and see you on lap two. I've seen people do this where they take their family a long way to travel and they end up just seeing them at fleeting moments in checkpoints and you're like, give me my can of Coke and then that's all they see. You know, the, you know someone's brought in your kids and your kids see you for two or three minutes. So just consider these types of things as well. Oh, excuse me. I've had a... um. Okay, climate. Do you like cold? Do you like hot? Do you like humidity? Think about those things as well because they can be a huge uh, differential for your enjoyment of the race. Some people love racing in the heat. Some people really don't like it. And again, knowing yourself, do you want to challenge yourself by racing in an unfamiliar weather pattern? Or do you want to stick to what works best for you so you can maximize your potential? What are you looking for when you're choosing that race? Carrying a pack. Again, I guess I'm talking about longer distances here. Um, do you want to carry a pack in an ultra, like a trail race? Or do you want to choose a race where you can either have a support crew that that can drive alongside you? I'm thinking Bruni Island Ultra or, or a Costa Kosciuszko um, or a loop race where you don't need to carry something, you can have all your stuff ready for you um, at, the, at your tent. Let's move on to training. And a great question to ask about training is how much time do you want to give this race? And that, by time, I mean training time. How many hours a week are you willing to put in to preparing for this race so that you are happy with your preparation? I'm not going to give you a ballpark figure of what you need to do for any distance, it's your decision on how much you feel you can give to your preparation. The worst thing is that you get to the race or the week before the race or whatever and you say, damn, I wish I'd had more time to train or I wish I'd committed more to this. Um, and maybe this podcast can help you avoid that or plan for it better. But if you want to do a 200-mile race, then work out how much time you would be happy to give to that, to give you the adequate preparation that's right for you, and then work out, can you block out that time um, with work, family, 
and all the other commitments uh, for the six months or 12 months or however long you're going to train for it. These are considerations that you may not have thought about or may sound very simple to you, but they're all elements before you get onto the you know Australian running calendar and start just choosing a race uh, because it's got a nice picture on the banner. Do you want to train locally or are you happy to travel for training? So uh, for me personally, I train from my front door because um, uh, family's my number one value. So any time that I'm away training, I want to maximize that time. So I typically don't drive anywhere to a trail or, a, or um, running group or anything because I'm training from my front door. I just want to maximize my time training. So um, if that's not important to you, that's great. Then that means you can, you know, really specifically, sorry, train specifically for a race by going to like um, similar elevation trails or, you know, um, similar terrain to what you're going to be racing on. Come on, Rob, spit it out. <laughs> cutoffs. Um, really important that you check the cutoffs to make sure um, you feel you can make the cutoff. Uh, I have seen a few people over the years get caught by this. Some races, for example, Spartathlon um, in Greece, uh, has got very, very um, harsh cutoffs and a lot of good runners fall short um, even in a, you know, a race like that, because the cutoffs are very, very tight. And so to really have a look at those cutoffs and make sure you, know, you can prepare to make it in those um, cutoff times. Let's talk about setting your race calendar for the year. So some people like to plan <laughs> ahead. It's funny because inherent is that is that I don't. But <laughs> some people like to plan their race you know, two or three years ahead, their race calendar. Some people like to plan it a year ahead, um, six months ahead, or... Not at all. I remember hearing Elliot Kipchoge saying once, my job is to stay fit so that when I'm told, oh, you need to run a marathon in six weeks, I can sharpen up for it. And that's that's one approach you might take. Other people, that would just give you chills because you want to know exactly where you're going to be on this date and, and everything's booked, uh, flights, accommodation, everything to get there. So again, knowing yourself, if you're going to choose I recommend choosing your races for the calendar year or, or the season ahead for 12 months and then pick those races that are the key races for you. If you're going to be doing 10K races or, or half marathons or even marathons, put them in there, uh, the, the ones that you want to call your A races. So an A race is, a, is the race that you're specifically targeting, your number one or number two goal for the year uh, might be to uh, run the Berlin Marathon and everything I'm going to plan for will be around that. I'll have a lead up race, you know, two months before it, like a half marathon. Um, But ultimately, my year is about doing well at the Berlin Marathon. Uh, And then you plan the rest of your races around that. The same as if you're going to do an ultra or a traveling race. So let's just say you you do want to um, travel to a race with the family for a destination. Then planning when the race is going to be. Is it going to be at the start of your holiday or at the end of your holiday? If it's at the start of the holiday, you get to relax uh, once you've done the race and maybe do some sightseeing with the family. If it's at the end of the holiday, you get to stress and be anxious and think about nothing else than the race for your whole holiday. You do the race and then you come home and your family wonders why they go with you because you weren't, weren't at all present. Oh, maybe I'm speaking about myself here. Um, but consider that <clears throat> that you have that time afterwards. While we're on the subject, when you plan a race, 
make sure you plan after the race. This can do a lot of things for you from a mental perspective. One of the, one of the things it does is reduces your race anxiety if that's something that you do have a bit of because it takes your focus away from the actual event <coughs> me, and puts it onto um, things that it's saying, actually, the world is going to keep turning after your grand A race and you have these things in the calendar. It could even be another race that you've planned afterwards to lift your gaze onto. Or it might even be um, like a holiday afterwards or something that you've got to just not make your whole universe about this one race. Um, Your work. If you have work where you need to plan leave and plan your holidays, this is also a factor. I don't need to spend too much time on it, but just consider throwing that into the mix and where you're going to use your, your leave for work. Traveling is important. Um... Some people love to travel the world and do races in the cities around the world or, or big races that they've always wanted to do, like Ultra Trail Mont Blanc or um, Western States 100 Mile, for example, or you might want to go and do the big marathons around the world. You want to go to Boston, Chicago, Tokyo, Berlin, New York, London, for example, right? So this is an amazing way to travel and uh, it's it can be your focus but it might not be for you you might want to do local races either locally around where you live or your same state or you or in in australia so coming back to the key point this is what's right for you just because somebody else does it doesn't mean you have to and you are allowed to choose the race that you want to do it might just be your local park run every saturday and that's what you like and that's awesome right so Know yourself and honor yourself and work with your own values. Um, while we're on your values, let, I'd like you to consider what, what your top couple of values might be. For example, like I said before, is it family? Is it growth, leadership, learning, challenge, community, being an inspiration to others? Um, and just consider what they might be and then you can start to choose a race based on those highest values. So if if, for example, it's inspiring, you might want to choose you know, a, a race that's perceived as being potentially difficult in some way, either distance or, or desert or terrain or it's remote. Um, and that's, if the inspiration is important to you, then go into that and find out what type of inspiration you want to be. Um, maybe it's because you're not a runner and you, you know, document your journey to a 10k race for example which for me is incredibly incredibly inspiring to see people who have never run to start running and then get a training regime and a nutrition plan and then a training plan and then they finish this race like that for me is incredibly inspiring but but it's what type of inspiration do you want to be and then the second thing is who do you want to inspire find you know that group of people or that person it might just be one person do you need to do a race? I haven't actually covered this. Does it have to be a sanctioned event? Uh, because maybe you, you just want to go and train to do a, you know, a long adventure in the bush, in the jungle by yourself or with friends and nobody ever needs to know about it. It's not going to be on Strava. It's not going to be a race record or anything like that. Maybe it's just something you've always wanted to go from this point to that point or do this famous walk in and in Australia, you want to do the Grampians Walk or the or the um, Cradle Mountain Walk or the Larapinta Trail 
or you want to, you know, something like that, and, and that's what you want to do. It doesn't have to be an event, and I just want to say that's okay as well. Um, fastest known times in COVID, so the fastest known times have been around for a long, long time, uh, and in COVID, they really took off. So if you haven't checked it out, look at the fastestknowntime.com website, and, and you can choose, you know, routes all over the world that you can go after and beat other people's times. It's like a way to challenge you that you don't have to actually enter a race. Maybe that juices you um, where you can run a trail, you know, on your own without having the event going on around you. Um, and while we're on knowing yourself as well there, do you like the hype? Do you like the crowds? Do you like the, you know, the you know, the announcer on the PA and the big finish banner and the lights and the the sponsorship and the the huge checkpoints and, you know, do you like that? Because if you do, then great. Know that about yourself and go after those races. Or do you, do you just want to be chilled out and cruisy and like a low-key race? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of something like a Ultra Trail Australia where it's the full deal, right? You get the whole experience or, or, a, or a big ticket marathon, Sydney Marathon, Melbourne Marathon, where you're getting thousands of people turn up. Or do you want like a low-key, chilled-out event that's still absolutely beautifully run, like a human hovel um, ultra runs down in Tumut and Tumbarumba, or you know, think an Alpine Challenge in, in the Alps. I mean, in the in the early days, of the Alpine Challenge, there used to be a blackboard or a whiteboard at the finish line, and when you finished, you just wrote your time on that blackboard, and then you left and went to bed. Right, and that's it. And this is a this is a thirty to forty to fifty hour race, and that's that was your finishing line here. Write your time here, and congratulations. We'll see you in the morning. Um, or do you want the big hype and the thumping music and the the race expo and all that? Again, there's no right or wrong. It's whatever's true for you. So find what you want and add this into your perfect race mix. Once you've got to a race that you think you want to do so you've chosen a race that aligns with your family with your work schedule with your training allocation time it's the type of terrain you like to run on it's with the people that you want to run on it's the time of year in the right environment in the right place and you've you've kind of got it all into maybe you've narrowed it down to three or four races i want you to ask yourself why this race and just just like a double check-in like why this race? If I did this race, what would it give me, right? And that's 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 a great question. And get honest with yourself. So, again, you might get things like I want to challenge myself to to do something I never thought possible, or I want to go and set a PB at this distance on this course, or I want to like master the course, right? For example. Um, you might have to set a two or three year plan if you really want to master a course. A lot of a lot of um, race mastery can come through doing the course, same course multiple times and knowing the course. So, personal example, I've run the Glasshouse hundred mile uh, race three times, and and I significantly increased my uh, my performance and my time merely through, you know knowing the course, knowing the, the climate and how to prepare for it, knowing the race directors and, and what, what's the vibe of the race and what are the checkpoints like, what's at the checkpoints, but more so about knowing where I'm going on that course and what to expect. It could be a huge benefit in that. Same with Costa Cozy. I mean, I've run the Costa Cozy six times now. I know the course. I don't have to think about how far it is to the next turn or, 
or, um, you know, I, I know it. So it's like one less decision to make is what's the course going to be like and how do I prepare for it? Because I've learned that over the six years, but, but it might not be for you. You might like to go a new race every time and you don't want to do the same race twice. And that's cool as well. So that question, why this race? What would it give me? Well, it would give me um, uh, a, a stretch goal that I, I'm, I think I can do if I really am disciplined and committed to it. Or it will give me, the like, it's so far out of what I could ever thought I could achieve that I don't know if I can do it. And really get those that clear for you. Um, then you can start to break down those four races into two or even finally choose the one that you want. Um, once you've got got it down to the race that you want, um, go back to um, the podcast I did called Nine Different Ways on How to Set Goals on the, 20, on the 17th of March, 2022. And that'll help you put that goal race into a structure to set a goal properly. And then you can start to do things if you want. You can start to research um, other people who have done that race, or the maybe it's the three or four that you're still looking at, you can look on YouTube for their you know cool race movies that people make. I, you know, I get so much out of those movies. Or race reports are even more detailed. Often you can find a lot of re- race reports on blogs, or you can even email people who have done them and say, "Hey, can I read your race report?" Because a lot of people would, would be very happy for you to do that. Take a long term view for your running hopefully you're going to be doing this for many, many years. There's no hurry to do every race this year or next year. Uh, that's currently where I'm at. So if you don't know, I'm, I've been injured. I haven't run for eight weeks now. And it's been a very positive time for me to ha- take a step back and, and realize I want to be doing this sport for many, many years to come. And there's so much more I want to do both in the sport and as a, in a coaching role. So, you know, take that long-term view. Take the pressure off to do it all um, this year or next year. Something that's really important to me is if you have the desire, it means you should do it. And don't take this lightly. Like if it's something that's always in you, like I really want to do this race or I want to do this distance or, you know, I'm going to say to you, don't wait. Don't put it off. Schedule it in, even if it's in two or three years or if it's next year or whatever. But if there's something that's burning or simmering away inside you and you feel it's like, I've always wanted to do this or, or, or challenge myself here or train for this or do it, I'm going to say do it. Follow that feeling and go with it. You know, there's so many different quotes. Jim Rohn comes to mind about, you know, the, the pain of regret is far worse than the pain of discipline. And, and, and consider that, that um, put it in your schedule and say, I am going to do this, whether it's this year or next year or the year after. I hope you've got something out of this. Um, thanks again to Natalie for the idea. Um, I I sit down now and I'm careful with how I choose my races. I use exactly the same questions and, and system that I've taught you here. Uh, and then the last thing is you don't <laughs> know yourself, know yourself again. If you If you are inspired and you want to enter it, straight away, then go for it. And I'm also going to say it's okay that you don't need to do that straight away. So once you choose your race, um, I like to personally sit on the um, choice for a week or two. This is just my own personal, what I know about myself, to let the emotion drop 
and consider if it's still what I want to do. But for you, it might be, yep, I'm juiced about this. I'm going to make the decision while I'm feeling pumped before the motivation wanes. And then, then, then if that's you, then awesome. That's how you make decisions. Go for it. Then work out who, who's going to coach you. If you need a coach, if you get a self-coach, get it all locked in. Um, because sometimes the pain of not deciding is far worse than making the wrong decision. Okay, I hope you got something out of this episode. Thanks for listening. As always, I really am grateful that you would choose my podcast over all the other ones out there. And please make a decision in the next race based on who you are, what your values are, what would bring you the most amount of of joy and growth and challenge and confidence and inspiration out of your next race. Choose it for you and the people around you you're going to inspire. Till next time, see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mindset for Runners podcast. I hope you got something practical and useful out of this podcast or something inspiring to help you get out for your next run. If you have a question about Mindset for Runners or athletes in general, please email me at robmason.run at gmail.com and I'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast. If there's anybody you know who could benefit from the information I share in this podcast, please share it with them. See you next time.